that is the Gold Cup hero. Two of the most admirable chasers you could possibly wish to see. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Race Hour podcast brought to you with our friends at bookmakers.co.uk, of course, where you'll find uh, all our place pop perms and scoop six selections and daily tips and the tote.co.uk. Dermo is here. Hello, Dino. How are you, buddy? Good. It's Friday, Dermo, so you know what we're doing. Yeah, yeah. Thank God it's, uh, it's our place pop Fridays. It is, it is. Um, now, I didn't think we'd be talking about um, Linkfield, but that, of course, is where we're going this weekend because the frost is um, is putting pay to lots of different things to help us along our way. Uh, there's no Jamie Benson this week. He's off uh, sunning himself in South Africa, I think, on a, on a nice delayed honeymoon. Wish him well and hope he's enjoying this. I doubt he'll be listening to this, but you know who stood in for him? is another Jamie. Makes my job really easy. It's Jamie Hart from the Tote. Jamie, how are you? Yeah, very good. Very good. Glad to be here. Um, Jamie, of course, he, he, is, he is so sad he will be listening strangely enough <laughs> i think you're probably right do you know what though he helped us last week jamie to actually get the place part with the first one we've got in the few weeks of doing this we actually landed it last week and won a few quid demo didn't we we did it was about time to be fair but yeah. yes yes yeah. we did I promise you the check is in the post over to you, Demo. If you haven't, if you haven't received it yet, uh, you, you will be getting paid. But yeah, uh, so, so we landed it. And this week um, we go for the 250k at Lingfield, of course. It's actually not a bad card. And uh, talking, well, looking at them before, probably quite gettable, Jamie. It's not the Haydock or, or you know, something else that we might have, have wanted. And, and although that racing might go ahead, uh, this actually looks eminently gettable if you've got an eye for this type of racing. Yes, I mean, I mean, I know there's some people that decry a little bit the all-weather action over the over the winter and then others that just concentrate wholeheartedly on the all-weather action because it's, you get consistent racing, the, 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 you know, the sectional time guys are out and I think it's one of those days on a Saturday, especially what we've had recently with the different, with the changes in weather, when you are playing the play spots across um, jumps racing when that you have a change in the going you get plagued with non-runners, don't you? And then you've got so much money yeah. riding on the unnamed favourite and you didn't want it in the first place. You know, it's, it's, I think we don't get that when we go on the all-weather. And it's like we say, we've got, it's, it's a pretty good car for, t- and for 250 grand. It's like some, some of the guys used to say, it doesn't really matter. An eight to one winner at Lingfield's the same as an eight to one winner at Cheltenham. It's not quite the same because you don't celebrate <laughs> for quite so long, but the, <laughs> we, we've also got the, um, the scoop six running at mostly Lingfield. There's one in from, from Southern there, there, best class one at Southern, but the, there's 136 grand rolling into the scoop six. And, you know, we've got, there's three 12 runner races, a seven runner race and a couple of eight runner races. You're not going to get any fallers in there. You, you wouldn't expect. So, you know, it's, it, it should be one of those days when even the scoop six is probably up for grabs. So we'll do yeah. our best. It's, it's, it's a little bit less daunting than some of the, you know, the 18 runner handicap chases that we sometimes look at and think, Oh, I need three or four in there. These ones will give you a run. So, uh, yeah, exactly. look, let's have a go, right? So, you know, with the first six race at Linkfield is where we're going to go. And uh, I know you've been putting hours in now into this uh, in preparation for, for a Friday afternoon, which I do love. Um, I did notice through the cards, there's a lot of Ryan Moore and George Bowie getting involved with each other, which is, which is always a good sign for me when you, when you want to take a quick glance. But the 1227 at Linkfield, the sixth final handicap, class four affair. We're very likely to have a very strong favourite here. Actually going for a fourth win on the bounce, and that's Hubert Stream for Stuart Williams and Daniel Musket. That's the market leader. You can't not put it at the place pot, then. 
Uh, yeah, possibly I'd be putting the second favourite in then as well. Uh, Smith won last time under this young jockey, uh, Billy Lucknan, who looks absolutely brilliant. Uh, he's flying and he's still claiming £7, which is genuinely stealing. And uh, he's stealing pounds off every horse that he's on. If you click into to his jockey profile there, Dean, he's absolutely flying along. He's having winner after winner. And the beauty here is that he rode the horse last time to win. He could only claim £5 because of the... the type of race that it was last time the horse has gone up two pounds but he can claim two pounds more so effectively smith who's in great form is um and won last time is now running off the exact same weight as when winning last time out so i'm i'm happy to follow a jockey in form and a horse in form here dean and throw in smith okay do you know what you didn't correct me i was talking about hubert streamers in the following race and you, you still rolled on demo i think you know ultimate professionalism I, there you. either either <laughs> ultimate professionalism or dean i don't think i listened to it to be honest <laughs> um yeah no i like smith and uh, i just i just had it in the wrong order but yeah so lydia richards is is obviously a trainer that was billy lotnane's gonna take off seven i'm very happy to have that in the first race in the 11:55, which is the two mile handicap Jamie, that's not the best start. Can you please give us some help here? Yeah, I, don't, I mean, the only one I, I had Smith in as well, course specialist, five from 11 over the course. I think he'll get an easy lead out of, um, out of stall two with no, there's no real pace around him there. Um, he's seven year old now, though, but he has, he's, he's, He's won. Five, he's had five wins over two miles. So you, it's uh, for play spot purposes. He looks absolutely solid. If you did want to throw something else in there, you know, you'd be tempted to throw an Etienne uh, with yeah. Ryan Moore in, but. You know, again, if you put if you throw Ryan Moore on a George Bowie thing, at, you know, at the top of the market, then you know you, you know they're going to be overpicked by the people in the betting shops that are just kind of with their pen, just quickly doing it in the last minute. And so, um, I'd, I would I'd, I'd be happy to banker on Smith in that and and leave Etiat to take the other guys out because I think he'll be over back to the play spot. Yeah, I'm on board. I mean, this would have been the one I put in. Damo's already made a case for it. You're keen on it as well. Number six in the 11.55 can go in. We can come back if we need a, if we, we need to fill out this pan. But I think that's fine. Smith goes in then, number six in the first. Now, the 12.27, if we go back to my original intro here, Damo, this is where Hubert's dream is going. Um, it's up against Pocket, the packet as well, which another George Bury, Ryan Moore, and that's a theme of this card. Um, I don't think you can put um, Hubert Stream out. Um, it has to be in. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I completely agree. In great form and for play spot purposes, uh, a horse that's running that well and that straight um, is always good because he might not necessarily, okay. he might get caught by one, but sure, that's still fine. Well, we're going to get two spots here only, Jamie. Yeah, we are. I, th- I think um, if we get two so, and with two spots, I think you've got to have something else in because any you know you drop in, you'd, you're out in front, you're your odds on to win, and then some, and then the number of times around Lingfield, you you get swamped and you end up coming third or fourth, you know, especially in a seven runner race. So you you know um, the one I I just probably throw in there, Rocking Ends, solid. Um, I'd have Rocking Ends as my kind of backup to Hubert's dream. Sometimes in these kind of races, you know, don't don't worry about lowering your stake and having more perms. So sometimes if you say you've got Hubert's dream, but you think that's a solid one, you'll go Hubert's dream, I'll throw in Rocking Ends, but then I'll also put the unnamed Fav, knowing that that's going to be Hubert's dream. But it means I've got two thirds of my money going through the one I'm I'm strongest on, but I've still got that saver on Rocking Ends. Instead of half my money going on Rocking Ends, and half on Hubert Stream when really most of my hopes are with Hubert Stream. So that's something I quite often do when I when shape. I'm just having a shape, a saver in it's just, and it gives you it gives you a better shape to your play spot. So don't get mind you know going down to 
you know, 10 Ps, 5 Ps and stuff to build up a perm because it soon mounts up when you do, when the favourite does, when you've got two lines in and it soon multiplies out when you've got two times two times two of things of things landing. So um, that's what I do. I do Hubert Stream and the Fav, so I'm doubled up on that with Rocking Ends as my saver. Do you know what? That's the best that's ever been explained to me because we've been talking about this with, with Jamie Benson on here before. And in my head, I'm always going, that's just more lines. That's just more staking. But that way, the way you explained it there is actually making it still the kind of two in the race, but two thirds of it on the one you actually want it to be on. And you've explained that perfectly. So I'm not going to I'm not going to move away from that. We're going to go with Hubert's dream, unnamed fav and Rocky ends as a saver, which gives us a lifeline. But still, we will be cheering on number one. Exactly. Um, yeah, uh, no, that's perfect. All right. Love that. OK, so we've got one in the first and effectively three in the second, but two lines running on. Hubert. So then we move on to the um, the 102s, classified stakes. This is a poor enough grade, Dermot Nolan. I did see Bustleton in there. Of course, it's not the one that we all know <laughs> I got so excited well. there for a minute. Uh. <laughs> I imagine Joseph has uh, slung it into a one-mile classified stakes. So that's unlikely. Um, okay. Uh, what, what did you like in there, Demo? Yeah, this is, this is quite the race. Um, it is unbelievably difficult, really. The ratings are nearly the same as my age. Literally, uh, the one that I fell down on here was Darkest Dream, Dean. Um, okay. Kind of still a maiden, but was a very decent fort here at this track. And if that horse can just keep on improving like that, um, handled the track very well that day. I just watched it back there right before this podcast. And uh, I thought that in such a poor race, a horse having form around here from a place point of view is most valuable. And that he was the one, Dean, that, that, that I'd like to have here in the place spot. That's fine. You're welcome to have it. I can't obviously argue with you about that one. They've all got headgear on in some shape or form. Some of them for the first time. We're, we're, we're dealing at the lower echelons here, Jamie. This might be the trickiest one to get through. I think, yeah, I like this one. I did. I had Darkest Dream as well, so it should be close to the pace. Um, the, the, the race might just pan out for him. Um, the other one, number one, Rekua Dame, however you say yeah. it. Um, yeah, seven, but showed in good heart with a win going away last week. So you know, that's another thing with these kind of Horses where you're struggling to find the the least bad one, you know, just any any anything, something's got to win, and 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 one that's shown that he's he's at least in love with the game at the moment, is one normally to stick with in in these races. So I'm, I'm going with Recure Dame, the yeah, end number one alongside Darkest Dream. All right, all right, let's put that in there, and I think we we should be okay. So Recure Dame goes in along with Darkest Dream. So Seamus Durek and Daniel Musket with Darkest Dream, and then Simon Dow. With Paddy Bradley taking off three off the well, what is very likely to be the jolly in there, unless uh, Boosleton does turn out to be the horse that we thought it was. It's not. Um, okay, on to the 137. And that theme of George Bowie and Ryan Moore continues here. And they've got, um, well, next Jessica Harrington horse, Dermo, Paris Lights, who's, um, who's already delivered for New Connections. Um, anything going to stop this? It's hard to see it. Um, now, that is going to be another one that's going to be unbelievably popular. Again, we're Ryan Moore riding here. Everybody's had, got this in. Yeah, yeah literally. Yeah. But uh, it's probably silly not to have it in because, again, it does look like a horse that is just going to keep improving. Uh, not cheap at all for this level. Um, and uh, bought for about 60 grand, I think. Um, and just looks like one now that, that when coming into handicaps, will just keep going and going. And... Um, Paris Lights, uh, yeah, I think he's a bit ahead of this grade. I, I think he'll be one that kind of could could keep going and could end up with a win or two in the summer as well. So uh, on the turf. So I would say Paris Lights, Dean, is uh, to me anyway, it could just be my massive Irish bias, which we <laughs> I am known for. 
but uh, Paris Lights for me, Dean, uh, does look uh, well clear at least. Yeah, I'm not shocked. It almost looks too obvious though, Jamie, which means, you know, we're playing with the field there, not against them. Yeah, I, I, I quite like um, Dream Harder. It's, I, I always feel sorry for, for trainers when, because he was with J- Jamie Osborne, wasn't doing much. And then since joining Ian Williams, he's three from three, you know, it's, it's a kind of revelation. And I'm sure, J- and we all know Jamie Osborne can train horses. But, oh, yeah. um, you know, it's, it's just it's just soul-destroying, isn't it, when one of your horses goes away out of your yard and then runs up a hat-trick. But um, it's top, Dream Hard is still there. It's top speed rated. Um, got good closing splits. It was, it's fast finishing. Um, it kind of comes up on a few of my alerts. And it's got- I could even go off favourite because it's only because of the sexy nature of looking at George Bury Ryan Moore Irish import that's already won. It probably isn't favourite because arguably it deserved to be. Well, it's, I th- it needs to come from off the pace because he, he has he has pulled a bit too hard sometimes. Dream harder, um, but um, I think there should be a good pace. Baby steps and nightmare probably lead set the pace for it drawn um, one and two. Um, so yeah, dream hard. I, I think the pair of them, you'd be surprised if one of those two didn't go in. So, but I, I, I think dream harder could be underpicked. There was one outsider I liked in there, which was um, Roger Teal, and he's booked David Probert for Marion's Boy, who's obviously won here, and is actually coming in, coming into this in nice form, albeit uh, running over slightly further. I wonder whether this might do the trick for them because they've been hitting the crossbar there, but. Um, I might tentatively add that as a third one. Um, so we've got Dream Harder. Marion's Boy. Marion's Boy, yeah. Um, but we might, I think, you know what, I'll put it in. And if we need space, <laughs> it can always be a takeout. But then you know what will happen, don't you? Yeah, you know exactly what will happen there. You never, um, never, never change your bet once it's written down. Yeah, yeah, but you know, if you, if, if, if you know what happens, Jamie, if you start writing it down and go, yeah, maybe that one, that one, that one, that one, you end up with a massive perm that you never want to change. But that's that's you get, so when you're sitting in front of somebody, you're at the races in the queue and they say, oh, no, that, that's not the one I wanted. And you, and you just think, please, God, you've got to just keep it and double up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You have to just go again. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, actually, I wanted to ask you, Jamie, because Jamie Benson mentioned this before on here about the quick pick phenomenon yeah. at these big meetings. Yeah. Um, it was actually blew me away that people would do that, but I can completely understand it. When the pots are that big, it's like buying another ticket in the lottery, isn't it? Oh, what we Even do, though- yeah, because we do, we we do it as well. So you, I'll do it. I'll do my proper, you know, properly thought out perms, and I'll layer up my perms, you know, by you know, so that I've got just the right amount of money going through the ones that I fancy. Um, and then I'll still turn up, and I'll I'll have ten quid's worth of lucky dips, just, and the number of times, just you know, two, just I do kind of four fifty p two pound lucky, you know, so you'll get five of them and i just keep them in my pocket until my other ones have gone down and the number of times you're sitting there with the completely random lucky pick that's still going and it's quite embarrassing it's quite embarrassing to be honest but it's 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 a bit like having a a scratch card isn't it the number of of very good judges um that i've I've been friends with over the years and we'll still at the once once cheltenham's finished we're still doing odds and evens at at portman park so <laughs> yeah, I love the idea of actually doing my stones at the race course, obviously responsibly, and then at the end of it going, oh, "Hold on, I've got I've got a few quick picks on the pot I haven't checked yet. <laughs> the, the dream is still alive." Um, yeah, that is. I'm doing that at this challenge. It was quite interesting. No it was quite that. interesting. Um, they were selling them because they they do them for the whole kind of the whole um, meeting sometimes, and so you you know say at the big meetings they sell quite a few, and it, mm. it was at Aintree on Grand National Day quite quite a while ago. Um, some of, they sold one of these packs that so has kind of trifectas and exactors and play spot in, and they got the um, trifecta for the uh, for the 
Grand National. They, they it came up, and they got the exacta as well because they normally give you the same horses for the do a little perm exacta, oh perm God. trifecta. They picked up the exacta, but they didn't pick up the trifecta. Um, and 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 we've never been able to find the person who had the tickets because and it was because I think it must have gone to somebody completely recreational, and because yeah. of the, it was a perm, they weren't written in the same order as the first three so they must have thought oh god that was unlucky and they threw away a 10 grand ticket so, <laughs> holy god holy god oh, so, that d- should appear on the side of milk cards exactly was this you exactly oh no oh wow oh so, wow okay so, yeah, be careful go through that go through those suit pockets <laughs> oh man i love that well, I hate it and love it at the same time. Um, okay, <laughs> 12 past two at Lingfield, seven furlongs, uh, handicap class four affair here. Uh, surprise, surprise, demo. Favourite's going to be Ryan Moore and George Bowie with all the King's men. Uh, this one, uh, French recruit, hasn't seen UK waters yet, or turf, or, or weather. Yeah, I, I, I think I'd be avoiding him, to be honest. Uh, he could be absolutely anything, but that's a lot of question marks for a favourite. Uh, <laughs> it really is. That's Hasn't run since June. That's, yeah, that that's more question marks than there is over you and I, Dean. Um, yeah. But, the, um, but yeah, I, I, this is this is a race where just it's it's hard to get overly involved in them. Um, Dancing in the Woods was one that I picked out here. Um, the She's a very, very good trainer. That jockey as well. I really like him, uh, Young Larson. He claims three pounds off. And this horse is just in really good place pot form. It just keeps running excellent races. Visor on first time, which might eke out a little bit more. Ran a screamer at Sutton last time when completely staying on. Uh, won the time before that. And just this horse is just continually running very good races um, and should be in the first three, I think. So from a price point of view, I think Dancing in the Woods, who has a, probably an unfashionable jockey an unfashionable trainer um well not so much anymore she's uh, she's starting to get her her rightful jew um jews and uh i just think dancing in the woods is the horse here then okay all right i like that right in the middle of the pack there uh, jamie a little bit of um you know advice here i i'm uh, exactly with demo I don't really want all the King's men in. I'm happy to let everyone else who just goes randomly and looks at the jockey in the training go, that'll do. No, I'm not, I've done the same. I've left all the King's men out. Um, so Lord Rapscallion, I quite like. I I, since he's been stepped up to seven furlongs, he's got a touch of class rods, Lord Rapscallion. He runs in some, big, some of the big kind of sprints during the summers at Epsom and things. But he, his last two wins have come in kind of gutsy finishes where he's kind of ground out. He's had two short head wins. And I love that mm. when they're winning by short heads because they, they don't tend to go up much. And so he hasn't gone up much. He's in form, you know, but I, th- I can see, I can see him being there at the finish and, you know, big, big, big solid horse that will force his way through. The other one that I was more kind of speculative. I was surprised it was a short actually, is it, it is, it's about eight to one chance. I thought it'd be double figures, but obviously I'm not the only one that's found it, it was high velocity. Yeah. Uh, Ross Ryan's won on him before. If you can switch him off, you get he comes from behind, and there is a bit of pace in this. So, you know, he could be one of those ones where you think you've got it in front, and then he's in the finishing pack, kind of coming over the top. But yeah, my two would be Lord Rapscallion and High Velocity. I think number f- three and four. Yeah, they go for the hood there as well, first time, which might yeah. have um, you know some input into that switching off. Maybe that might make, actually help uh, Ross Ryan in the plate. I have to say I didn't have any view in here apart from absolutely avoiding the top one, um, which which will do me. So 
Um, do we go three deep there, though? We've one more race to look at there. Um, I'll put high velocity in and see where we sit afterwards. So that would be Dance in the Woods, Lord Rapscallion, and high velocity in there, which would bring us then to the um, sixth race on the card. My numbers are correct. 247 is the Winter Oaks. This race, Jamie, also has a bit of a trifecta rollover and not a big field. No, it's not. It's, it's not a big field, and it's quite an interesting, you know, it's got an interesting makeup of the race because we've got a you know we've got a warm favorite the the race is about Alagala isn't it i mean yeah it's won so well but jesus 21 pounds is you know it's a hike isn't it so but you could, or she couldn't she couldn't have won any better last time but you know great great connections um you just don't know do you i i quite against her just in case it you know it is just too much of a golfing club you know that big step up um purple purple ribbon for me is probably the safest bet outside those and again here if we have a non-runner then it goes down to two two places and you could you could do well by you know if alligator flops you could see it flopping out of the front three um so purple ribbon i can say i I think is a harder one to get out of the front three Um, okay Charlie Fellows and Jack Mitchell um, with Purple Ribbon. I think also they've all got a bit of catching up to do on that one on the ratings, Dermo. It, it does look like the classy one, although we don't know how far the ceiling is on Alagala. Yeah, we have no idea. There was a serious, serious performance last time, but yeah, no, I agree. It's a real hike and we just, we don't know enough about her at this level. Not hardly going to stop her. Uh, and she, a few of the Lope de Vega uh, offspring have just kind of kept going. So, so yeah, look, Interesting, but I would have went for the second favourite here, Dean, Morgan Ferry. I thought that was a good performance last time and uh, more at home in these waters, perhaps. So just to try and boost our winnings, perhaps, because we're obviously going to still be in this and going well. So um, so I would be taking on the favourite and hoping for a bit more of a dividend by uh, by doing that with the second and third favourites. Okay, okay. Morgan Ferry. I'm a bit concerned about the trip for that one because obviously flopped at Newmarket, albeit that was on turf. Um, over that but then yeah, it does flash home ran on to lead last time Morgan Ferry okay Demo, you're a better all weather man than me but then if you'd apply no. that to most people I know <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I think picking right. pick between us and the older now is like picking which one of your legs do you want broken Dean I think it is <laughs> sure sure but you know thankfully we've, we've had some assistance um, yeah, th- this does make the perm um, reasonably big I think uh, we've won in the first three in the next two in the next that makes it six, then three times six, 18. I hate doing maths on air, by the way. Just want to point that out. Uh, then I think we're up to 54 with three in the next and 108. Jamie, is that correct? 54 threes are 162, aren't they? Hold on. <laughs> I don't know if we had three in the last, did we? Or did we no, just have no, two? No, two, 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 in in the last, two in the last, two in the last. Oh, 108, 108, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> one times three, times two, times three, times three, times two is what we ended up with. Yeah. Okay. The very, right. the very first pen, one of these, Jamie, Dean, Dean got the maths wrong and we got about four tweets. Just <laughs> it's it's all part of it's all part of the process i think you know this is a, there is something that's coming this year that they've had in um australia for some time they call it flexi betting in australia but in offense it uh, in in a, in in short it's um where you just turn up at the window and you just say how much you want to spend and then the machine does it for you so for, even if it was 108 you'd just say i want a tenner on them and then it would just work it back and say look you've got nine point eight seven percent of the of the dividend when it comes That's up brilliant. but it just yeah. just makes it a hell of makes a lot of sense a hell of a lot easier and it really and they found that it really changed you know getting people especially the younger part, audience getting involved in 
exactors and trifectors because then you could just go you know you're you're having a a trifecta on the Melbourne Cup and you just come up and you say I've got my twenty dollars I want two five seven twelve sixteen and eighteen and then you walk away with your ticket and you know that you're cheering but you know all the time that you're spending your twenty dollars so it just makes it a hell of a lot easier the number of times you've been behind somebody and they hand their place but over and then they get told it's 364 quid and they're holding a fiver you know it's you, that's you, me you, and Dermot Telton <laughs> when he's only giving me a tenner and I'm stood there going uh, uh we'll, we'll, we'll put it on I'll work it out <laughs> yeah and you just pray to God it's coming good um okay I, I think I think we are right there's 108 bets so this perm will be up on bookmakers.co.uk and uh, we'll, we'll stake it appropriately and we'll be going for that 250k guarantee. Now, I did mention to you, Jamie, that yeah. that is the trifecta rollover, of course, with the Winter Oaks as it is. I think that's a very that's a very um, reasonable race to have and go in. So there's a bit of dead money in there, as we call it. Yeah, absolutely. So I'd, I'd, I'd certainly have Purple Ribbon as a kind of banker in the front, in the front too. Because what I tend to do with it with trifectas, you don't have to just perm everything up in one go, especially on nearly everybody's websites. You can pick who's first, who's second. So I, I'll tend to have one or two for first and then perhaps, you know, two or two, three for, se- for second. And then yeah, have, so you and, change, and, you're changing the rules there. It's yeah. almost like I think either this one or this one will win. So why yeah. am I bothering? But you don't, you know, and then you throw, a, you throw a load of, you, you, you can throw six or seven in for third you know which means that you yeah. do you can i got i got one i think it was the king stand this year at ascot it came up good because we had a 200 to one shot or 125 to one shot third i think but it but it really bolstered up the trifecta but i could throw it in because i'd only got it for third you know whereas if yeah. you're just if yeah. you're doing a big perm of 10 horses it's going to cost you a fortune but that's yeah. it that's that's sometimes the way to do it especially on these rollover ones so kind of build it up that way you'll be fine See, I love using the tote, but I never had these nuances in my armory. Oh, it's, it's, it's a whole just, great. It's, just... it's, it's like it's a whole. It's a whole different type of way of playing, and it's not just picking the winner. You've got to kind of, you've got to think about where people are going. The other thing you should always when when at the big meetings, you know, the festival meetings where there's so much on course money, just always get a race card, a race card off the off the course, or at least have a yeah. view of it, because the 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 horses that are over the over the page. Especially if there's like one extra one over the page, massively underbacked on the tote because nobody I turns the page over. Uh, this is this is like That's education to me. <laughs> I'm all over that now. I'm going in with a completely different mindset to this year's Cheltenham Festival because that's where the tote really comes into its full own for me. And now I've got used to like using fantasy and, and trying to beat Jamie Benson in the in the tournaments and stuff. There's a whole new era to this. But these little tips are where that's worth money. It is. So, it's, okay. it's, if that's what all you're trying to do, you're trying to think: what will other people do more than they should, and what are people doing less than they should, and just try and be on that side of less. And you, over the year, you'll be all right. Love that. Love it. Love it. Love it. Okay. Um, so look, we did get through the um, pot there. Of course, it is Scoop Six weekend as well, um, and we're going to Lingfield and Southall. I think there's only one race thrown in from Southall, and we've covered the other ones at Lingfield, bar that three fifty. The, oh no, oh, the 322, the 322, I think. Yeah, the 322, actually. I quite like Lord Ridderford in that. Um, and Dermot, I know you want to look at this because you would have been concentrating on the place pot there. I did think Lord Ridderford was a good one for the 322 at Lingfield. Jamie, did you have any thoughts on that one in the last there? And then that Scoop 6 race? because I think the 322, just the quickly, I, I, I like the bell conductor because i drawn two. It's come, there's no speed around it. And, and, you know, over five furlongs, I just, I think a bit of a freebie there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I can see that. I can see that. And then the 357 looks uh, tough enough. And I only had a glance at it, 
But um, Marco Botti's horse, I thought Valentica uh, would be interesting there for me. I'm definitely going to play the Scoop Six because all eyes will, will, um, will obviously be on this. I imagine that the pot is going to rise quite a bit from one 136, I think, in the 136K in the windpool now. Um, so I'm definitely going to have a, have a go at it, albeit you know, I'm a little bit blind, Jamie. I think, well, it's, I think the, uh, the the other one in this because Star Sheba will be favourite in that, and I, yeah, it's it will be absolutely out the back, and there's quite a, you know for Lingfield a twelve runner field is still difficult to get through, um, so I'd be against Star Sheba, so I, I'm I wouldn't put you off Valentinka, to be fair. Okay, fine, 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 and then there's you picked the best race of the card probably at Southern as yeah. well to complete that scoop six, haven't you? Um, I don't know if there's any, like all of these horses come in in, in some shape or form apart from Shallow How. Um, so I don't know where I'd go there. Maybe with the Midland Park Tiger Bay, but PJ McDonald, who's at least running consistently well all the time. I think, yeah, Tiger Bay and Adeb has been in my um, tracker for a while and I'd, I'd kind of given up on it a bit and then of course it came out and won the other day so i think well, you didn't forget though did you on the 2nd of january i know i i have a kind of a, a constant kind of minimum state that i put on the ones on my tracker but i did okay, I, okay. I didn't have i i've okay, it's one where i'd kind of stop bumping it up but when once when richard far he kind of gets one back I, I tend to like to stick with them so I, I, i'm going with a day for the uh, okay. for the 235 at, at subtle Okay, okay, okay. Well, um, do get involved with the Scoop 6 and, of course, this guaranteed place pot at Lingfield, which we've already had a crack at. Dermo, I mean, I don't know if, it, if we're going to get lucky at Harry Dot. They seem to be a little bit more um, confident uh, by the hour that they might get away with it. I know temperatures are supposed to rise late into Saturday. Maybe they will get away with it. If we do get away with it, um, the new one, Unibet Hurdle, could have Epiton. I like to move it. And Jason the Militant in there, um, who I know is a horse you've always liked. That would be an interesting race, all right? Yeah, yeah. Again, no bet because it... This should be Epitone's big day in the sun for the season, really. Uh, but Jason the Militant is definitely worth watching. He's, he's, it's not like he was years out of form when he he's come here. He had an injury after that last run. So it, interesting to see what uh, what Kirby can do with him and um, how high he can fly there because he should be that yard's first ever run runner in a championship race. Anyway, you think he should go for a champion hurdle, really. Um, so that's interesting. And uh, yeah, he he could go well there, Dick. A curveball the Epitonk camp wouldn't have expected. I think they might have expected to face I like to move it at some point, but I don't think they would have expected Jason the Militant to turn up there. And you might get the old boy Bristol Demai at Haydock as well uh, on the card if it goes ahead, taking on another couple of old boys in the likes of Blackline. Uh, Fontaine Colonge's in there. And uh, you might even see Froden at Taunton. Fingers crossed there is some jump racing on, but I can totally understand why the Tote have gone where they've gone with their races because we need something to, to actually know is going to go ahead. Any other thoughts about those couple of races there, Mo, or we just you know, we'll see what the weather does? Absolutely none at the moment, Dean, or not. Not fair enough. Fair enough. Fingers crossed we get back to some kind of normality uh, next week and start looking forward to some uh, some more big jumps racing as we are in the in the business end not too far away from the dublin racing festival of course we'll have a big uh, zoom preview on here also with the tote uh, coming up in what a couple of weeks time demo got to be looking forward to that and i believe we're nearly ready to start putting a uh, pen to paper on what we're going to be doing Cheltenham preview night literally literally so i'd say over the next uh, next five to seven days once we've uh, dotted a few i's and crossed a few t's we should be uh, releasing it but there won't be any big shocks on the panel or anything else anyway I'll be on it. That'll be a shock to most people. <laughs> oh dear. All good fun. All good fun. All right. We look forward to it. My thanks uh, go to Jamie Hart. Thank you for coming on, Jamie, and standing in for Mr. Benson. Um, I have to say, you're, you're, 
I, I think definitely more qualified. I think well, he's 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 my protege. I've got, he still has much to learn. <laughs> and, and unfortunately we're always stuck with Dermo so this has been an absolute pleasure um, you've been listening to the race house good luck if you get involved in the scoop six and of course this place but it will be up on bookmakers.co.uk later you can of course get involved with the 10 get 30 from the tote uh, from those pages do check it out thank you very much we'll chat to you next week uh, with more racing You've been listening to The Race Hour, brought to you by bookmakers.co.uk, your best bet for tips, news and bookmaker reviews.